0: To That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So, subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. Also, catch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV or on your Island TV app. Follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. So, I'm Sean.
1: And I'm Shatara.
0: Hey, Sister Shatara. So, what are we calling this? Hey, hey sister. What are we calling um,
1: this episode? We're calling this episode Blunts and Prenups."
0: All right, all right. So, okay. let's get right into this ratchet minute. Get it. I want to reminisce about that NFL draft ratchetry. I know mm-hmm. you probably saw it or you heard. So, I, know. I just want to say that, you know, getting your name called during the whole NFL draft for the brothers, because it's mostly brothers out there that get mm-hmm. called, you know, it's It's really this award for all of this work that you do, you know, the hard work that you put in, the sacrifice, the dedication. And, you know, then you finally get drafted. You're officially a part of, like, this, you know, good old boys network. You know, you're, like, one of the greatest athletes in the world. And then you know what? Your Becky's going to try to steal your shine because that's exactly what – Uh, what's her name was doing all the Becky's up there, chicks is trying to steal shine. So, I don't know if you, I'm sure you saw,
1: I saw it. Mm
0: Drafty Isaiah Wilson. Um, I think he got drafted to the Tennessee Titans, so he's sitting there. It's the visual is just like crazy. He's sitting there waiting for his name to call, be called. Um, he gets called, and then Becky. Comes and tries to steal his shine. She's all hugged up on him and sitting on his lap. And thank God, somebody's mother, basically his mother, came mm-hmm. and snatched up Becky straight up by her, by her, uh, by her hair. Did you see it? She,
1: she, she, she did a get off, get off of him, get off of him. She did. Let me tell you that she. It was so funny because I was like, ooh, like it almost looked like the sunken place for a hot minute. He didn't even like realize what just happened. Like, he didn't even know. Like, and I swear I heard that cup of tea, like the the spoon on the tea real quick. He was thinking. I was like, oh, come back. He was in the sunken place. He had to come back. And when he get on, he'd leave your ass for a white girl. And that really should have played in the back.
0: Okay? Well, he already did it. He already done so. So, And you see Becky almost gave, up, gave a fight with his mother. She almost put up a fight.
1: <laughs>
0: like, the kid that was like, when you're trying to drag him off the floor, like, she did not want to get up. So why, that a place.
1: But why does she think that was a good time, though? Like, like real talk, why does she think that was really the good time? I don't understand. Because
0: millions of people are watching, and she needed to solidify. First of all, I thought, I was like, she looked a little old in her face already. You know, Becky's um don't necessarily age gracefully. So I really thought, I thought, like, maybe she was, like, the coach or something and she was giving him a hug i didn't understand i don't i didn't know that maybe the coach's wife i didn't know that was that was his that was his girl
1: thought that was his professor sitting on his lap
0: something like that i didn't know uh but mama had it his, his mom showed the business it was like i don't know if you don't get your ass you could just hear it you, you didn't even have to hear the sound you heard her say get you You don't get, get your, your ass <laughs> she, was talking, she was
1: talking through her teeth get your the, the classic black mother get your world Patrol. Oh
0: my goodness! Oh my goodness! And then you had C.D. Lamb, who he looks I li- I don't know, he looks like um Travis Scott to me. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, he was first round for Dallas Cowboys. So his girlfriend, yes, gets it. you saw that they're sitting on the couch.
1: <laughs> he was like, "Get back! Give get that back! Stop! Stop playing!" The phone
0: back. rang. She grabbed the phone from his hand like the nerve, and he grabbed it back like, "If you don't get your ass." off my phone, like,
1: he, he was so smooth. Wasn't he smooth? Yeah. He, he was, like, unbothered. Like, it was so, I had to watch it, like, three times just to catch it. I was like, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> it was good.
0: You had to curve her, like, yo, what are you doing? So, to her credit, she said, she gets on Twitter, and she said, his agent was FaceTiming him while he was on the phone with the Cowboys. I was doing the girlfriend thing. I'm gonna answer it for him. Sheesh. <laughs> I guess so not. Who told you to do that? I don't know if she's a Becky. She's a half Becky, I think. But
1: who told her to do that? I don't know. Everybody was flexing their positions that day. That's one thing. They tried. Everybody tried. That's so what called.
0: ESPN tried. came in with the save with the memes. I'm telling you, the internets, man, the internets is undefeated. So ESPN <laughs> so one of one of the uh cat, sportscasters put out an announcement. He said, "As we prepare for day two of the NFL draft, girlfriends, remember to play it cool. It's not where you start; it's where you finish." And then he posted. Wait, and then he posted a picture of Russell Wilson's first girlfriend, first wife, Becky, oh, the first Becky, on uh-huh. draft day in two thousand twelve. Uh-huh. And then flashback to the picture of him with his current wife, Sierra.
1: <laughs> oh, lucky, lucky. <laughs>
0: basically though her face her face is pri- that'll learn you right her face is priceless though the the um his first wife you know his first wife is is a Becky.
1: Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, that was that was. He came on home. He was like, "Listen, I did get on. I left for a white girl, but I'm back home."
0: Mm-hmm. And came on with the Yara. So that was that was perfect. It was it was perfect. ESPN. That was great. It's not where you start. It's where you finish. You're exactly right. You're exactly. I like right.
1: it. Listen here, so, basic bitch is what they said. Basic bat. <laughs>
0: wait. But um, your homegirl, JT from the City Girls, aka Jatavia Jakara Johnson. Okay. Jatavia said, if he don't get drafted, get all your jewelry back and your Jordans that you bought him. She said, I apologize to all the ladies who be holding down these niggas going through all them years in college. Some of y'all even holding them down in high school. She said, <laughs> she said, Bitch, go get your shit right back, right motherfucking now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, you know what? How, wait, how many names does she have? Hold on a minute. Jatavia, Jakarta, Johnson. Okay. 18, no. 18 18 20 20 girls. Uh-huh. Okay. Get get all your names back. Okay. She <laughs> said. You get your joints back. They <laughs> don't, <laughs> <get drafted. laughs> don't get drafted. Listening, <laughs> Listening listen in. Like, huh? Huh? What what am I doing? Am I getting back in my car? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do?
0: Like some of y'all even holding down since high school. Get your you, ass,
1: if listen, if you, yeah girlfriend that's why you gotta like play your position like hey girlfriends you know like you're not even you're not there yet mm-hmm. and you're not there yet so mm-hmm. keeping it moving speaking listen keeping it in the sports arena shall we hmm even jesse jackson the retired professional basketball player i mean he played for the nets he played for the indiana pacers the golden state warriors milwaukee um bucks charlotte bobcats the spurs the clipper i mean trains trains potatoes he's everywhere mm-hmm. he 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 went live on ig and he's basically saying i smashed two of her friends after the wedding so he's he left his, uh, in quotations, gold-digging fiancé, Imani Shawalter, at the altar, okay? And he tells this long story while he's smoking a blunt, talking prenups. okay? And he's going in, and he's, like, going back and forth about, like, how all he wanted her to do was sign a prenup, right? That was his main thing. Like, come on, man. Like, the one thing I know for no woman, she ain't going to come in and take everything, you know, I made, you know, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. So, you know, I'm listening. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. Or I went to put on my cozy soft socks. I went and got my logs and I got my fire sticks. And I'm over here like, okay, this is going to be a good story. Once upon a time, this is going to be good. Man. Did you did you see it?
0: I didn't see it. I, I saw, actually, I saw her interview. Imani's like a little quick little clip afterwards. She's like, supposedly she got receipts and was like, he's a liar. But, but go
1: ahead. Okay. So, so. Okay. So he's like, I wanted my pastor to marry us. Okay. And you know, but I need you to sign this prenup. So she like basically postponed signing this prenup up until the day of. And he was like, my grandmama even said, there ain't going to be no wedding today. Ain't going to be no wedding today. <laughs> this was so funny. And he's like, smoke turn Let me put this roach out. Smoked another one. I'm like, damn, my lungs started to hurt. He was like, Bobby Valentino was ready to sing. He said, Steph Marbury, oh, my God, Mike Biddy, my brother's full life. They my brother's full life. Man, because she didn't sign that prenup, it was like the wedding's off, like straight up, like the wedding is off. Like he he wasn't doing it. Like And the pastor that she wanted didn't didn't believe in prenups and told him like, hey, you know, at the end of the day, this is about marriage and, you know, prenups aren't a thing. And he said something about like, well, I know our tax uh, brackets are different, bruh. You know, and God is telling me she needs to put that pen in her hand and sign that prenup.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, sis came back with the quickness, and she was like, I had just signed a record deal via Shakira Stewart, who passed away, with my girl group I've been on. Don't try to minimize me to some gold digger bitch, because we both know I upgraded you. Oh, and gap teeth ain't never been hidden.
1: Well, let me tell you something. Those new teeth he had, cha 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 they were They were dancing. I mean, it gave
0: gave them Zaddy status, to be honest with you. I saw him. But she said, You fixed yourself up and got some big money contracts, but let's not forget what and who you really are. Cosmetic dentistry and new clothes can't disguise how ugly you are on the inside. Now, run tell that.
1: Ooh, let me tell you. Let me tell that. Later, he said afterwards, they all went out, and he said that he smashed her best friend. He was like two or homegirls yep he was like uh-huh he, he rolled another blunt he's like yep I'm gonna get some get back I was gonna get some get back uh-huh uh-huh I said oh he just got trifling by the minute mm, now what now what
0: mm, I don't know he sounded a little better
1: well he did say he was like, I ain't gonna front I loved her so I like when like <laughs> I, I, day. I love I love when a dude humbles himself it's like I ain't gonna front I loved her yeah humble yourself motherfucker okay Act like we wasn't both here. I don't want to hear about all this money you putting into it. We both here because it's love. Like, stop stop, stop it. Stop it. Ain't go front. Ain't go front. I love her. Yeah, we know. We
0: know. Mm-hmm. Tell the truth to shame the devil.
1: Okay. You know what? Uh, you better get your Jordans and everything.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Take all it. Of all yeah. of All of, that. Uh, all like, of it was, that.
1: It was a once upon a time. Okay. Story night. He told it. I said, well, this going well, to be good. Let me go put on my, fu- my fuzzy socks. It's going to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cozied mm-hmm. up.
0: Just, just a bit of Just a bit of something.
1: He better. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, yeah. Good old time in sports with these brothers, huh?
0: Mm-hmm. All right. We it. love it. All right. All right. Moving on. What do we have? Uh, so- we are now at the woke minute. So, this is the segment of the show where two silly sisters are now
1: serious and woke. Are we ready, Shatara? Yes. Sean, I'm here. I'm woke. I got my glasses. I'm clearing my throat. Okay. So in Saudi Arabia, they are ending flogging as a form of punishment, according to a document from the kingdom's top court. So flogging basically is whipping or beating with a stick. And this is a form of punishment that they use since the 19th century up until now. So we're making progress. Um, These punishments will be replaced with jail, fines, or even both. This is from King Salman and his son, Prince Mohammed bin Salman, under the human rights reform. Um, So the country practices Sharia and Islamic law, which the rules for living under the Quran. And I mean, again, they're ready for change. And it sounds like uh, father and son are here to do so. In 2014, I don't know if you remember, there was a well-known case where there was a Saudi man and he was sentenced to a thousand lashes and 10 years in prison for insulting Islam, Okay, on an online blog. And this was like a worldwide protest. And, you know, obviously, this shed light on what's happening there. So, uh, again, you know, they're they're moving in the right direction uh, with their old ways. Uh, Obviously, we don't have that form of punishment here in the U.S. I'm sure some of us would like that. Yeah. Can you imagine?
0: Mhm. Well, I you know, I think this is that like you said it's a step in the right direction and um I actually watched a documentary of the whole rulership with King Salman and it's it's actually his son which they call the Crown Prince um I think it's Mohammed bin Salman. Uh-huh. So, he's been on like this tour to like really modernize Saudi Arabia like they basically want to make it into like the new, Dub- the new Dubai in terms of tourism. So a lot of changes have been made under the direction of the crown prince. So, um, and the documentary was really good. Cause it was originally based on um, the jur- the American journalist that got killed in Saudi Arabia under um, the direction of the King and the Prince. So they've been like on this whole um, campaign, uh, image campaign to kind of clean up the image of Saudi Arabia. And, you know, they have this vision for it of making it like a place to go and visit. And in doing so, like, I mean, I've even seen it where they have the new, um, tourism visa, you know, before, like you couldn't go to Saudi Arabia on a tour, unless you were going on like a, a, a religious pilgrimage, you were going to Mecca or Medina, but now, you can apply for a tourism visa and for the women women, like before you, if you went there, you'd have to dress, you'd have to be completely covered. Mm-hmm. So now they've changed the rules where you can just be dressed, you know, modern, modern wear. So they're really trying to modernize the country. I mean, basically to get attract foreign investors. Like they want people to come there. Like I said, they want it to be the new Dubai, um, I know they changed one of the rules was that um, you can now rent a hotel room and stay there with a non-married person. Because before you had to be married to even stay in a hotel in Saudi Arabia. So this kind of this change in terms of flogging, which it sounds so um, it's corporal punishment, Mm -hmm. which is anything that that affects the body. And it sounds so archaic, although it's been around for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Saudi Arabia has been doing it up until. What yesterday, mm-hmm. um, but it's a it's a step for them to kind of change their image, and I think that's what this this whole thing is about, so good idea.:
1: Good idea, yes, I know Iran and Sudan um, are on the same page with vlogging, so hopefully they'll catch up as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, soon you know we'll be we'll be taking trips to Saudi Arabia. I actually want to go, honestly.
1: Let me know. Let me know. I don't know.
0: All right. So, um in other woke news, so as we all know because we are all under this COVID-19 pandemic, or however you want to fashion it, but um I think the biggest news has been lately where Georgia was opening up its small businesses, namely nail and hair salons. I know that you've heard this. Yep. Um so, you know, just to share a few thoughts, you know, I just I find it very strange. Um, and coincidence or no coincidence, and you know I always have my um conspiracy theory hat on, uh-huh. but it's very strange that the businesses that they decided to open, the governor of uh Georgia decided to open were nail and hair salons. So, you know, I think we all know as black people and people of color, you know, we I mean, I don't know about you, but this has been a this has been a struggle for me in terms of hair. And, and my feet and, yep. you know, toes done. Uh, everything is looking kind of crazy right now. I've been, you know, I've been uh, quarantined. I got quarantine nails. I got COVID-19 toes, the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty serious. Right. However, you know, this is a deadly disease. I don't care how you cut it, um, particularly for us, for people of color, for black people, you know, we're dying in a much higher rate because of our underlying conditions and our social conditions. So I just think it's, you know, it's really curious. Why would these be the first places to open up, you know, and this is a really time for us to really like stay woke, you know, um, you know, I'm, I look at how, uh, you know, the mayor of Georgia. So I I think her name was Keisha Bottoms. I can't, I can't exactly, yeah, Keisha Bottoms. She's urging people to stay home. So it's the governor who's kind of over, you know, overturned us saying, you know, certain businesses can open like the hair salons, the ta- the tattoo parlors, the tattoo parlors, the, the barbershops. And so the Atlanta mayor, Keisha Bottom, she gets some tweets and she's like telling people to stay home. And do you know that she got death threats and she got um, you know, people calling her all kinds of niggas, her and her son, mm. for telling her to basically shut up and, you know, let them go out there. So here's the thing, according to a lot of the models and, you know, that's all we have, we have these statistics and, you know, we are trusting on the experts to give us the information, but from what we can determine, it says that Georgia shouldn't open up to probably the end of June because reopening businesses at this time would only um, extend the severity and the impact of COVID-19. And specifically because the economic benefits in Georgia are very limited. So, you know, you have a lot of large numbers of people wanting to go back and, you know, go back to business as usual, Mm -hmm. but you have to think of the impact that it's going to have. Another thing that I was thinking of is when you go into these nail and hair salons, and as we know, Mm -hmm. the people in there that are working, they are predominantly what? Women Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and immigrants. People that are not, you know, not from here. So, so because of those two groups, you know, they have very little workplace protection in the first place. You know, whether it's a sister that has her, you know, she's rented a a, um, a stall or a, mm-hmm. a chair at a, or, a, you know, the brother at the barbershop. It's, and another thing I was thinking of is the amount of time that it takes. Like, we know about going to the hair salon. How much time do you spend at a hair salon? Right. Typically. I mean, I. Luckily, I've been able to kind of cut that out, but it's nothing to spend four, five, six, seven, eight hours at the hair salon right, for black women. So we're already, you know, we don't have that wash and go hair. So we're already up in the ante in terms of exposure. Right. Um, you know, so I'm just, uh, I don't know, what are your thoughts on this? I'm just like, it is, like I said, it's very strange to me. And it reminds me of, um, I'm going to tell you what it reminds me of the idea of the coal miners when they would work in the mines and they would bring a canary in the cage in the mine. And the idea was because of the way that the canary's respiratory system was set up, Mm -hmm. that when that canary died, then it was time for them. Then it means they had about an hour to get out of of the coal mines before they would die from monoxide poisoning mm,
1: mm, mm.
0: and this the idea of opening up society at such a grand scale that's what i think of i i think of the canaries that there are some of us there's some segments of society where we are looked at as the canaries um a little different from the test guinea pigs and the right. lab rats and, mm-hmm. you know the monkeys and but the canary you know uh already in a cage bring us down there and you know we'll see what happens and then based on what happens to y'all we know we got about an hour to get up out of here that's just what it reminds me of what are your thoughts
1: um i think that just considering that the economy is you know terribly in the red we are in debt so for these particular like you said for these locations where we're gonna run and we're gonna spend our money it just shows that we are like the biggest consumers and um it's almost sad to see a barbershop, a tattoo parlor, and a hair salon. Like, what are the chances? So I hate to feel as though like we're being test dummies, but I feel as though they're saying, you know, you, you go first. We're coming, but you go first. Mm-hmm. And your you go first almost sounds like you die first, and then we'll, then we'll see. And hopefully by then we can come up with some type of solution. But in the meantime, you know, your lives matter, but not really. Just, you know, we'll keep you guys posted with how you all are doing, you know, with your numbers. So this kind of pissed me off. I'm, I am, um, I'm um, going to stay in, I'm still going to quarantine. And I know that we're looking on the TV to find out, you know, what, what's going on. We're kind of like, so, uh, you know, so nervous about like what's happening. And I know we all want to get outside, but if anything, this is a good moment to reflect on your needs versus your wants. I want my hair done. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. I want my hair done. But guess what? I don't need it done, if you get what I'm saying. I need water. I need, I need, you know, food in my fridge, you know. Like you gotta really look at that. Do I need to go get a tattoo tomorrow? <laughs> you know, but like, you know, even you know, fellas wanna get their hair cut. Do you need it? You know, needs versus wants. And I was even saying this to a friend of mine, looking at this whole situation and us having to quarantine and social distance. I'm so grateful that our our bare minimum of needs are met. My my electricity is on, you know, my car is running. Um, I remember we had Storm Sandy. At one point we were crippled. There was no gas in the gas stations. We couldn't go anywhere. Um, we had no water. So, I mean, we were kind of going into a third world country, you know, scarcity. And I, I'm, I remember that. So I'm looking at, you know, the fact that we can all stay home and be cozy. You can put on your Netflix, you know, um, you can open up your computer. You can still communicate. So. Again, this helps us all reflect on needs versus wants, and you just have to think. Uh, this is this is serious. This is not like people are sneezing outside hot shoe and they're coming in. Like people are really dying.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know you are. You know, a part of that healthcare. Um, uh, the, you know, those that are maybe not necessarily on the front lines, but you see it more yeah. than you know more than the next person. So it is serious, and you know, I think my my philosophy is more is the safer at home, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing. Like I wanna I wanna go out here. I would love to get my nails and my toes done and, you know, just be out and um but, you know, I think the 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 other end of that is that we're not gonna go back to that. And I think that's that's the sobering reality that we all need to embrace is that we're gonna be better for it. I believe that and I'm, I'm I I know that to be true. But we are not going to go back to that 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 we had, and I you know I always look at Friday, March the thirteenth is the day that to me everything changed because um, it became it became quarantine time right around that time. So mm-hmm. we're not going to go back to that. Um, safer at home, I think, is the best way to embrace this and and to get through it. You know, and like you said, um, it really puts in perspective your wants versus your needs. You know, a lot of things that you that you thought you needed, you don't really need. Mm -mm. Um and I think it's the perfect time to embrace simplicity. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of things are simple and to be grateful. You know, whatever you got, like whatever you got right now, be so grateful for it because there are those that that don't have. And like and like you said, I am so grateful to I you know when we when we finish this, I want to sit and watch. I'm almost finished Netflix. I mean, and that's, that's the truth. I've almost, I'm almost, I've watched, you know, I have, I have TV, I have food in the fridge. I'm just the, the things that matter, you know, when you think the things that don't, that don't matter, it's a lot of those things, you know? So um, when you just look at what matters, it just, you know, it's just the, the simplicity of it all. And I'm, I'm so, I'm so grateful for it. So, you know, yeah. Do you want, you want to get your hair and your nails done? Yeah. But you know, think about your, you know, we got to think about our grandmas and, you know, our our aunties and, you know, those segments of society, which, you know, unfortunately, if, if we get it, we may not necessarily have symptoms, but bringing it home to, you know, to our grands is, is a problem and, you know, they're dying. So that's not, I don't, um, you know, I think we just safer at home. That's that's what I think. Until until we until this thing blows over, you know, until we can actually look at it like it's like a flu, and we've all at one time had it, and and we're done with it. Because I I think that's you know you have to look at it like we're all going to get it we're all going to have it we all are have
1: been exposed that's been, just the reality yep, of it yep you're right we've all been exposed so at this point hopefully we can all work together like this is the united states so instead of you know this state can come out this state can't this state no i think we should all somehow get on the same page and we should all just tread lightly back into the you know the i what what we will consider our current day you know what things have changed tremendously but, but yeah let's let's all move together in that uh cuz it and to an extent it's not fair and i'm also seeing how like we're somehow getting segregated now you know black people have higher numbers it, something as little as that i'm just like wow it's like almost like a form of racism like wait a minute hold on a minute wait a minute you know like i just sneeze i have allergies like you know um but even still people are looking at you now you know mm, you're black you know you you may be sick cuz you're common, you know, you're the common folk. You would get sick more than I would. So already there's like a segregation going on. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So again, needs versus wants. Um, that's okay. Y'all go. I wish, you know, they would have sent out, um, a, a white population somewhere in Long Island and let, let's see what that, but did they do that? No. no, no, they
0: didn't. So you know, open a tan in salons. I mean, I don't know. They're probably open. I don't know, you but know what? just seems very hokey. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow! Got to yeah. you. You gotta squish. Don't squish. be the
0: canary. Don't be the canary in the cage. That's all.
1: That was mm-hmm. that. That was a very good analogy. Very good analogy. Yep. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, moving on. You know, we mm-hmm. don't have
1: no kind of segue when
0: it comes to the dick, but here we are. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: <laughs> damn! <laughs> damn!
0: Mm-hmm. All up in your face. Mm-hmm. Woo! Up in your face. All right. All right. So happy to be here. We are now at weekend d report you know i interchange d and dick because sometimes i just get prissy and i'm like i can't say it i can't say it oh my god it's too big but i love it um all right so here is here's a question that we have from one of our listeners this is actually this is more relationship advice but I, let me just give it all right so she says My husband has been having an affair with a woman for about a year and a half and she is pregnant. The woman. Mm. I decided to stick it out with him because I felt he was going through a midlife crisis. I took the infidelity, but the baby is more than I can take. We have been married for 12 years and have been together for 16. I just don't see our marriage will work.
1: Mm.
0: And she's asking for our advice.
1: Mm. mm. You had to pull me off the floor. Huh?
0: You know, here's what I always say. I think when we dig deep, we can always give ourselves the best advice because she says it. Mm-hmm. I mean, midway, she said, we've been married for 12 years and been like that. I just don't see how our marriage will work. And I'm like, sis, I don't see how it work either. I
1: don't, I'm t- <laughs> mm, look, look, I'm looking at her. I smoked a cigarette. I didn't even smoke cigarettes. Girl, you got me smoking over here. Uh, you know what? Stressing me out. Okay. And, okay. And it, so, mm, okay. <laughs> I have so
0: many questions. Mm-hmm. I have so many questions. And, you know, I, I like, I like details. So I'm, you know, I'm like, and I didn't even ask. So I am I need to understand. I need, I need some fill in the blanks. Like, number one, um, did the woman, did the mistress, did she know that he was married? What did she know? Mm-hmm. Have they ever had a conversation? Has has the the current wife and the mistress had a conversation before? Has she ever met this person? Does she know her? Like, I don't know. Um not that that would have too much bearing on this whole thing but I would need to know. The sad thing is that this child has nothing to do with what the adults did. That's the sad thing. And I I I hope that if this child is born he or she will grow up having a a father that is um healthy and sane and um you know just got it together cuz
1: this is messy. This is messy. You're so mature. That was really nice. You're so mature. Listen, when you read this question, my mind said, Super Sonic. Why? Okay? Because it's a lot. All right? I'm stressed out over here. That was too fucking much. All right? First of all, she's dealt with his infidelity. Let's start there. All right? She's already dealt with the infidelity. Mm-hmm.
0: So, but for, now he has a remnant of it. He right. got he puts home something.
1: But my thing is, has he is, is the infidelity something that's been like consistent? You know, like this isn't the first time. It's just that now this time he's having a baby. That's kind of where I was I was going with that. Like, hmm, like so, has it been something you've been dealing with turning your cheek for like years now? Like, considering they've been together for sixteen, and now now he's like bringing a baby in it because yeah, it's just gotten real messy. So. If you can't deal and you feel like, you know, the marriage is over, then I would understand that. But at the same time, there's a lot of women that push through and they make their marriages work. I think of the movie um, Cadillac Records and uh, the character who was married to Gabrielle Union. He brought home a baby and he just put a baby in her lap. It was like the mama died and it's mine. And at the time... Gabrielle Remember that? Union? Yeah. Uh-huh. Beyonce. No, G- Be- Beyonce played Etta uh, James. No, no. No, it was Gabrielle Union. Yes. Anyway, and uh, she at the time couldn't have kids. So she loved him and she looked at it as a blessing and they pushed through and she had the daughter she the grew of
0: Story on Fences? Is- mm-hmm. Now wait, time? now
1: yeah, I'm getting to that. Yep. Then the next one is Fences. Come on now. These men have been doing this shit for years. This ain't nothing new. The baby's mine. Fences. This asshole brought home a baby and looked at him, you know, and it's mine. And she raised that child like her own and loved her. And I mean, I don't know if this is like, women are different today. I don't know, but. I
0: don't know. You know, I like, I mean, you know, my story, like I've been through infidelity with my ex-husband and it just, it took, it took it to be the last straw. Like, all right. You know, the first time, honestly, you know, it wasn't a deal breaker, but you know, the seven, ten, eleven. 11, Fifteen, fifteen, fourteen times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, now we had enough. Now I, I could just imagine throwing a baby into the mix. Um,
1: oh, oh, that's yeah. no evidence. Let me tell you, I still, I still tell dudes that I'm a virgin just because they don't have any proof. Prove it. You can prove it. You, prove it. Prove it. I don't care. You got pictures. Show me text. Show me DM. I don't care. Prove it. You cannot prove it. But when you have a kid. That is proof. There ain't no running from that kid. Yeah, a kid is proof. Kid is, kid is proof that ODB. Oh baby, I like it, royal. You done told everybody your business. Yeah. She <laughs> said ODB. Oh baby, I like it. Okay. Wrong. Okay. You done told everybody that you like it. You know, pretty, yeah Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. So you know he was sloppy. You know, and I think a lot of times people can get over infidelity because they don't have to look at the proof all the time, right? Um, but in this case, no. Like. You don't you don't have to accept that. So I'm going to tell her that right there. You know, good self-esteem and confidence is something that's very important to have when you're in a relationship and in love, especially because there will come compromise. But you have to value yourself when, you know, it comes to something like this that you could say, you know, what, I don't have to be here for this shit. You know, what, I'm better than this. Like, hold on a minute. I think at some point, as hard as it is, 16 years in. But no, like at some point, especially if you know that you were being faithful, shit, this ain't fair. This is really not yeah. fair,
0: and I don't know. I don't know if they have kids together no, or what the situation is. I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I'm gonna say this, and I and I mean it. Okay. Is, I don't believe that you can you you can survive infidelity. I don't believe relationships mm-hmm. survive this this type of infidelity. I just, I just because well, and I'm 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 saying this from a perspective of I've been through it, mm-hmm. and I know that. Either you're going to have a a better relationship or a better divorce, but in order to get to that better relationship, okay, the whole thing has to change. The whole everything that you knew about that that man or that woman and in, in that marriage, everything has to change, and that's a tall order for for the regular human being. I just don't see it happening.
1: I I think. I mean, I understand. I totally understand where you're coming from, but I've seen and I know of people who have gotten over that hump of infidelity, and like you said, things change. I'm sorry, that's what they tell you. I that's just tell you. don't. You know, that's I mean, I listen. Sometimes it's for the better, whatever it is. And then I know one thing: when you have kids together, that sticks people together in another type of way. Kids stick yeah, together in right. person. It's in like way. a ball
0: and note, and that's what and that's what I'm saying. Like it sticks. It it makes you do. Rational things and then makes you think that it's rational. Like Love you're doing
1: this. It,
0: <laughs> but it's, it's really not. You're doing it for the benefit of these children who would, I'm telling you, benefit from a better relationship between two people who are happy, who are happy and living their lives, not miserable, to, but we together. We still together. Miserable.
1: Come on I, no I, Not doing it for the gram I'm no more. Not doing it for the gram no more
0: will have better, more, if, if if you're doing it to stay, you know, you're, you're overlooking it so that you can stay with the, to have the kids stay together and whatever, the kids would be better off. I don't, it's not a broken home, but it's, it's a better environment when you have two healthy individuals co-parenting mm-hmm. and are happy living the lives that they want to live.
1: Oh, I totally believe that. Yes. Kids benefit from happy individuals versus unhappy people together. Just, yeah. Yep.
0: So don't even, you know, so that, that whole infidelity, cause I, I don't, I don't know a woman who, who is going to be like, oh, um, uh, just, uh, just, uh, it's okay. I, yeah. Like and, in, in real life, like you really feel like that. And I don't care what, I don't care if he provides the, the sort of lifestyle that, you know, cause a lot of women, they, you know, they justify the infidelities because he takes care of home. Oh, I've seen wow. that
1: a lot hold up. I'm sorry. I just had a thought. Carmelo Anthony cheated on Lala with the stripper and that stripper had a baby, correct? Yeah. Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, right? And she played that character with the chances, couldn't have a kid and he ended up having a baby with the jump off. So and these are women that have money on their own; they can take care of themselves. They're obviously there, I would say, for love. At some point, it, you're there. You got. I can yeah. take care of myself. I'm here because I love you, not because I have to be. But these people have gotten over it, and of course, they might be doing it for the gram. But they seem happier moving forward. But I
0: will say, but okay, so to in the defense of Gabrielle yeah. Union, she wasn't married to, um, Dwayne. to Dwayne when he, when he did that. He I stepped out of their their, their boyfriend girlfriendship. That's one, okay. and I- then. I'm saying it's it's a difference, and then La La, you know, and she's and I've heard her speak candidly mm-hmm. about it, like mm-hmm. she feeling them. That's that's her that's her that's her that's her man. But you know, sis, I know what it is. You know what it is. You know what it is. You know what it is. So mm-hmm. you can you can you want to be happy and you want to maintain your family and all these great things that you're doing for everybody but yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you know, a lot of times women stay in these relationships because they don't think that they can get or they deserve any better. Mm-hmm. So so they are where where they think they should be. Because you you know, being out here on your own it's a, it, it can be scary, mm-hmm. but there's something so there is something about it that is is satisfying to your soul when you know you are worth more than a man mm-hmm. who's obviously out here explaining, that, and you know, we're not even discussing that, but you out here raw dogging and exposing your house, your your home your sanctuary your peace which is this your wife to everything that's out here. You don't know. Yeah. I yeah. mean, look, we got you know met, bump of COVID nineteen. We got all kind of other STD. We got sexually transmitted diseases that still run rampant out here. Right. So you are exposing, sir. You are exposing your wife to this. You put everybody at risk. I don't know. You know, tell me where the trust comes in, because after this, you know, we still have to they still have to live their lives and he's he's going to be a father. So that's going to change the dynamic. Are you willing, sis, to to really do this for the long haul? And just by your words alone, I don't care. There is not enough counseling, in my opinion, that's going to fix this that mind that mindset when you are when you are here. This is where she's at in her soul. Like, look, I tried to forgive him for the infidelity, but obviously you didn't because the baby's more than you could take, and you've already said it, so don't even do it. You don't. you Why
1: are you doing it then? You don't have to. Well, she said that she she felt like he was going through a midlife crisis. I felt like he was, so, so, so she was dismissing him or excusing him or whatever. But like I said. It goes one way or the other. Either A, you can say, you know what? I can forgive you. We can move forward. We can work through this. And we're going to have a new, renewed relationship. Or B, I could do better. I don't need this shit. Peace. I'm out. Simple. And
0: I think that's what she should do to plan B, like he should have done. Ooh, um fire.
1: Peace.
0: I'm out. I mean, just, just peace. I'm out. Like, girl, I'm just, I'm like, sis, Find your happiness, and it it, it doesn't sound like it's is here. So just chalk it up to experience. You put in twelve, sixteen <gasps> years. Um, you learned a lot, and just know, like yo, you can't. If you got, it's just like if you want something better, but you over here holding on to to mediocre.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How how you you're ne- better is never gonna come because you over here putting time and energy into mediocre, and then guess what? His mediocre ass going to be your mediocre ass. Uh,
1: yep, yep, yep. You got that Y'all
0: going to be matching mediocre. So if you want more and and you first you got to believe it, like believe that you deserve more mm-hmm. and just how the universe aligns for you and just brings you exactly what it is that you call in, but you got to believe it first. So I just, you know, my heart aches for her because I've been in this situation, not with the baby, but just the infidelity. And it's like, yo, all of these mind tricks that you got to do all this mind bending that you got to do for yourself mm-hmm. to excuse somebody else's, you know, um, actions against you. Right. That's not, right. I don't,
1: I don't like it.
0: I don't like yeah.
1: it. And 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 it's not like she's talking about getting revenge or getting any get back. <laughs> she's, she's not trying
0: even. to wrap her mind around moving forward with this man. And it's like, no, no, it's just let him let him be well, like you know, wishing well. I'm not even saying do you no know, get back or whatever it is, but like you need to go ahead with with your life. He he made his decisions. So. He knows yes. time and again. You know that was probably just the one time they got caught up. However, he was raw dogging or whatever. But how many how many other times were there? And it sounds like there was there was infidelity in their marriage. So that was the one time he you know he got caught up. The but, but you don't deserve that, sis.
1: No. No, not at all. Not. And, and again, they've been together for a long time. This is not a new relationship. So she, she probably really is. She's probably really feeling like I need some advice. Like, what do I do? But at the same time, it's like, the answer is in with, within you. Like when you, you know, feel exactly like, she said it. yeah, when you, when you feel like, you know, I am, I am somebody, but you know, you know, you know what you got going on. You know, I value myself, man. Nah. Right.
0: Don't look outside yourself to value who you are. Like, says you know exactly who you are like and I would never tell you to stay with no man Mm-mm. that made you feel like you were less than
1: cuz I'm going to tell you this and I always say this if the tables turn and you came home rubbing your belly talking about hey listen um I, we need to talk yeah uh, about that other night and it's not yours I can I put I'll put my stimulus check on it <laughs> <laughs> okay he's not over here talking about should i forgive her and should i take care of this child that ain't happening it's, it's very rare it's very rare. wherever he's at he's he's a diamond in, in in the rough of my heart uh skin on the back of my foot i tell you right now shit he, he ain't forgiving you he ain't he ain't working this is not even a question for him so i yeah, think stop making right. exceptions yeah, turn the to table. yeah don't stop making exceptions or rules that don't apply to us like don't no mm-mm. you played yourself go ahead let me get you some bottles keep it moving and you know what I
0: get you find them diaper, um I like them little diaper trees. Shit.
1: Listen. <laughs> Oh, how I think when Wendy Williams was, you know, publicly divorcing her husband and then having a baby, she had jokes. She was like, oh, bottles, diapers, <laughs> good luck. She was <laughs> laughing. And I loved her. I just loved her confidence behind moving on. And I'm sure it wasn't easy for her. But, right. you know, when she finally told the world, she was like, oh, please, like, ha ha, like bottles, mm, mm, good for you. That's how you do it, you know, and keep it moving. Put your head up and you keep going. Yeah, That's what I would do. Bye. Mhm.
0: I think I think we
1: bye <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> I
0: think I think we gave her some good advice. No, nothing more than she would give herself, and I think she says, "You know exactly what you need to do." Mm-hmm. Escape. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: All right. All right. Okay. Well, moving on. Right. We are now at that's my gym. That's, that's my that's gym. gym. That's my
1: Sean,
0: what's your jam? Sean, what's your jam? All right, so. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take y'all back. Actually, this album was released on in April of 1995. That's 25 years ago. My jam is An Eye for an Eye, Your Beef is Mine by Mob Deep featuring Nasir Jones and uh, Corey Woods, a.k.a. Raekwon the Chef. All right. Uh second studio album oh my goodness so this was mob d we all know mob d from queensbridge that was havoc who by the way is one of the illest producers of all time hands down y'all can fight me on it <laughs> okay. and the late prodigy who we lost i think when did prodigy pass away um maybe three two three years ago i am
1: um, going
0: on four yeah it's it's mm-hmm. been a while so an- another another Dope, dope lyricist. And actually, I mean I've I've said this like his later work was like even better. But anyway, um I for an your beef is mine. If you remember, very dark, haunting, and that's what Mob Deep was really known for. Like their lyrics was like, you know, straight New York, you know, rocky in the face, stab your brain with your nose blow <laughs> nose bone type <tight. laughs> <laughs> lyrics. So let me like, that. <laughs> Oh my goodness! They really put like during this time they really put New York back on the map because it was like that whole S- East Coast West Coast beef that was going on, mm-hmm. um, you know, around this round the mob teeth time. So this song was produced by Q-Tip from a tribe called Quest. I mean, you know, it's a classic when I and, and I had to really put this. I had to see like, do you know this song came out 25 years ago? Oh my god! That's right, no. right. I mean, it's there's there's, there's grown ass people walking around with kids that wasn't even around when this song came out. But it hit so hard. Mm-hmm. Even now. Remember the chorus, like, as time
1: goes by, and, by, and I, for an eye we end we this end together, dog. Your beef if is you mine.
0: As long as the sun shines, light up the sky. We end this together. Like, I know. I know. I know. Man, so, mm-hmm. it had, you know, this was during the time Nas, was like Nas Escobar, mm-hmm. he had the tightest. Oh, my God. Like, Nas, you know, one thing I would say about Nas is he is one of the dopest lyricists that have ever walked the earth. However, and his stage, and I've seen him plenty of times, his stage presence, he's not a, he's not necessarily a performer. Like, he's a, he's a dope lyricist, but he's not, you know, on the stage. I mean, I've seen him in concerts and it was just like, you know, he's, his game has gotten better over the years. But anyway he was really good and this is you know our, our credit New York around his time with telling uh, we had storytellers you know mm-hmm. and, and you know, take that back to back in the day like that's how our history was told Nas was like the greatest storyteller you know and even though he was talking about drug dealer dreams and stash and cream and triple beans and 500 cell greens left
1: the hospital the same night you know but, mm-hmm. I mean
0: but but it was the, it was the way that he told the story. So if you know if anybody ever asked me like what is your most favorite Nas song, I would actually say it was his his part on on this I for an eye mm. like just who the holy beast is watching us I was like what I so yes this mm-hmm. song uh I for an eye your beef is mine yeah. prodigy havoc uh, Rayquan and Chef. And Nas, definitely, that's my jam.
1: Ooh, nobody today can compete with that lineup. No rapper, you know, no no rapper from today's era can compete with that lineup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we
0: have the- women friends, like what? i wash it out?
1: Ew, ew. Now, now that's you know, now Drake is is grabbing that one. You see how that works? Yeah,
0: yeah, but it yeah, works. Good time, man. Yo, this is this so and you know I'm thinking like it didn't even have a video. It was just like mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. popping a cassette. <laughs> What's it? Oh I I had a, I had the C D.
1: Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you had both. <laughs> I had both. <laughs> Forget you. <laughs> Get off my couch. <laughs> Get oh you. man.
0: Oh man. This I, I mean, I can listen to this right now. Like, right now. Good times. Mm. That's
1: that's, that's, yeah. that's a good jam. That's a good classic jam.
0: Mm-hmm. Memories.
1: All right. All right. So yes, yes. Let's move on. Let's move on. So now we are supporting black businesses. This is the support black business segment of the show where we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our community by showing support for our products and services made for us by us. And today I want to recognize luxury yoni. Do you know what that's about? Do you know what yoni is about? <laughs> you know about that yoni? Yes. Yeah, so this is an Atlanta uh Georgia-based feminine care product. When I tell you they have everything luxurious, like that's the whole model, like luxuriate from home. So, um this is basically the JJ Spa work, okay? Uh it's a one-stop shop for the V-steam detox. I don't know if you know about that. Um exactly. you know, I'm I'm trying to get mine like now i'm waiting for amazon to deliver mine but anyway uh there's a luxury uh portable spot also which is really cute you sit on that get your diva gown there's even a luxury rose quartz kegel eggs okay now you know about that too? Look, she's like, I know that Do you have a checklist. There's a luxury detox pearls for like menstrual relief. Like when I tell you they have everything, I didn't even know that the JJ needed all this stuff. I'm like going through it. I'm ordering everything. I'm like, oh, okay. So this is like Vicks for your JJ. Is this like a Mm -hmm. woo saw for your woo ha? Is it a peppermint for your pussy? (laughs) Is it candy for your cat? I was, like, I was like they got everything so let me no, no, I don't think you understand like I was clicking on everything like my cart is full I'm getting everything so you can catch them on IG at Luxury Yoni that's L-U-X-U-R-Y Yoni Y-O-N-I and also at www.luxuryyoni.com
0: well that is great and wonderful and Ooh, look mm. I've already used some of their products so yeah we're really
1: good at- are you feeling tight and right? Are you are you feeling tight and right? Is your is your libido increased? Is your P- I, I balance? Mean, in,
0: is your in P- actuality? It's it, you know, it's like it's it's like little luxury items. Like it's mm-hmm. you know, it's not a necessity, but it's
1: definitely mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Love it. Yeah, get All your right. get your kick, ke- go ahead and get your keg alone, girl. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, y'all, we have come to the end of the show. We get here so fast. Oh, man, it we it? do. We sure All right, do. y'all. So you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. we the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, YouTube, and Spotify. Also, follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. And catch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show weekdays on the Island TV or on your Island TV app. And Shatara, what else we got to tell
1: them? Yes, you can catch us on Twist Pod. That's T-W-I-S-P-O-D at 31996. Again, that's T-W-I-S-P-O-D at 31996. Text us. And I'll let you know where I'm bringing the funny, uh, I guess you could say, with this Rona going on. We're going to be here. Thank you all for coming out. We'll see you next time. Stay healthy. Stay well. God bless. Bless you.